Welcome to the Plan Vision Podcast, where we share simple, straightforward investment and planning ideas for normal people. The description in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Do not construe this as personal tax, financial, or legal advice for your situation. Hello, it's Jason Lynch with another edition of the Plan Vision Podcast. This is Halloween weekend, and here in the U.S., children of all ages dress up in costumes to trick-or-treat and or go to parties. So in the Halloween spirit, I'm going to share some treats with our clients. The first treat is about asset allocation. With the volatility in the market this year, take a look at your asset allocation. It might be a little out of whack. Direct new money to the asset class that is underweighted in your portfolio. Uh, You may consider rebalancing if new funds added to your portfolio don't really move the needle enough. In that case, you may need to make a uh, a sale of the overweighted asset class and buy into the underweighted class. Um, And make sure you're taking into account future new money because if you rebalance to exactly where you want to be, when you put in new money, you're going to be a little bit out of whack. Uh, So keep that in mind. Okay, now the next five treats are U.S. tax-related. So here are the top five year-end moves to make, well, to consider or make. Number five, max out your retirement account contributions if you're eligible, but you haven't already, especially the Roth IRA and backdoor Roth IRA if eligible. A corollary to that is to contribute to a Roth IRA for a minor child if they had legitimate earned income. This is a minor child that has legitimate earned income. You know if it's legitimate or not. You can also help an over 18-year-old child with a Roth contribution. They're generally working, and you can contribute money um, into their Roth IRA account as long as they have earned income as well. Number four, max out your HSA if eligible, and don't treat your HSA account Uh, as an ATM or a checking account for or a savings account to pay your medical bills now for reimbursement. You're far better off generally to invest that money, let it grow tax-free, and just take it out in the future. And remember, the year your spouse turns 55, he or she is eligible to fund their own $1,000 catch-up contribution Note that it must be in their own HSA account, and I recommend Fidelity for this catch-up because it's free, there are no fees, and you can buy, of course, uh, very low-cost index funds. Bonus, fund a super HSA. What's a super HSA? I'm glad you asked. Adult children who are still on the family's high-deductible health care plan but no longer eligible to be a tax dependent are allowed to fund their own HSA. So to repeat, we're talking about a person covered on the family high deductible healthcare plan, HDHP, but is not eligible to be a tax dependent here in 2022. I'm not talking about children who you decide not to claim as a dependent due to education expenses. I'm talking about somebody who is independent, but because they're under the age of 26, they are permitted to be on your high-deductible health care plan, even though they're not a tax-dependent, okay? Now, that adult child, however, 
is no longer permitted to use family HSA funds since they are no longer a tax dependent. However, that adult child is permitted to fund their own HSA, right? And because they're in a family plan, they're allowed to fund the $7,300 limit this year, the family limit, because they're on a family plan. In 2023, it's $7,750. So to recap, an adult child that is still on your high-deductible health care plan but no longer eligible to be your tax dependent is permitted to fully fund a family HSA in their own name, a.k.a. Super HSA. And again, I recommend Fidelity. Um, number three, tax loss harvesting in your brokerage account. You know, that's probably a no-brainer this year. Uh, just be sure you don't create a wash sale if you have the same holdings in a retirement account. Because of automatic reinvestment, you may inadvertently create some wash sales. Uh, let's see, number three, bonus, capital gain harvesting. Now remember, there's no wash sale rules to worry about when you're harvesting capital gains. So this may or may not apply to you. Uh, tip number two, consider Roth conversions. To me, the general rule is convert within your current tax bracket especially since rates are due to revert to pre-2018 levels under the current law. Now, there are exceptions, of course, but definitely consider Roth conversions. All right, and the number one year-end tax planning tip of the year, please buy your tax software desktop version during the calendar year. Don't cheap out and try to save ten, five or 10 bucks in January when it goes on sale because you might miss out on tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of tax benefit if you miss making year-end moves. For example, I just mentioned Roth conversions. What about donor-advised fund or other charitable contributions by bunching your itemized deductions? Plus, when you buy your tax software, you'll be more confident when computing the safe harbor rules for your tax payments. So, I can't think of any reason not to buy the tax software this year and be sure to buy the downloadable version so that you can immediately start creating your hypothetical tax return and doing your own year-end tax planning. This is appropriate even if you have a tax preparer. I'm not telling you don't use a preparer, an enrolled agent, a CPA, an income tax firm. I'm, what I'm recommending is you buy downloadable software, and then do actual modeling. Your spreadsheets are great, but as Mike Piper told us at the conference, you're not going to be able to get everything in that spreadsheet. So those are my top five plus bonus year-end tips for the year. And as always, let us know if you have any questions. Thank you for listening to the Plan Vision Podcast. Let us know if you have any questions or comments on the topics covered. 